for like, for example, like those topics where I felt like I really didn't understand it when I was listening to the audio lectures, I'm like, ah, oh, now I get it. That makes so much sense. And so it, I don't, I honestly don't believe I would have passed or done as well on the exams if I wouldn't have used super fast CPA. Welcome to episode 45 of the CPA exam experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Sharon. Sharon is a Superfast CPA customer. She's done with all four exams, so she's now a CPA. And I was kind of following Sharon's uh, progress because she was a pro member. So in our pro course, there's also a members forum. And so she would kind of post over the last few months several uh updates when there's when there would be a score release she four times in a row she had good news to share and so i wanted to get her on the podcast so we set that up and uh this is the interview with sharon she has a lot of really good tips to share the three things specifically to listen for for her interview again we we basically touch on all parts of the study process and so you'll find it very helpful to hear Again, just a, another perspective of kind of the key parts or the key ingredients of the study process. But three things specifically that I thought were really helpful. So the first one would be, you know, as you go through the study process, there are topics that you come to that for whatever reason you personally struggle with. It's hard to understand or you keep missing questions on it. You forget the key parts or how the formula actually works. You know, something about some lessons just are more difficult than, than others. And so she talks about how she would take more time when she came to a lesson like that, how she identified that, you know, this topic is this type of a topic for me personally. And then her process for getting to where she struggled with it to where she deeply understood it. And then it wasn't like a problem topic anymore. So that is the first thing. The second part is she started with our bundle you know at, before she even started the study process so she started with our strategies from the beginning and she talks about striking a balance so again the key idea with our uh, study process is that it's very hard to find four or five uninterrupted hours to sit in front of your review course so what we teach our clients how to do is have a two-hour highly efficient highly effective main study session ideally in the morning and then from there, you kind of make up the rest of the study time with our study tools throughout the rest of the day, because everybody has, you know, smartphone that we carry around that we look at constantly. So it's much easier to fit in your study routine in the nooks and crannies of your day, in addition to that two hour main session. So it's obviously much easier to find time for that two hour session. And then, you know, the, the mini sessions is what we call it, just studying from your phone whenever you can throughout the rest of the day. And our study tools are just structured in a way to allow you to do that and have these highly effective three minute, five minute, 10 minute little mini sessions throughout the rest of your day. But the key idea is that because it's so much easier to fit in that routine, you're much more consistent. And there's a lot of brain science behind the idea of chunking your studying into smaller sessions throughout the day. So you're constantly having these little recall sessions and it's much more effective for long-term deep retention and understanding of something new that you're trying to learn. So anyways, because she had our products and strategies from the beginning, 
She also talks about the, the balance that that allows you. So again, instead of waking up just in time to go to work and then trying to study for four or five hours at night, that quickly becomes a not very fun grind. And that's all your life is, is working and studying. So anyways, when you kind of switch to this approach, you have your evenings essentially to relax and recharge, do some of the things that you normally like to do. So it doesn't just feel like your entire life is just work and study. The third thing is she talks about, and this is one of my favorite topics. Uh, sometimes it's hard to put into words what this really means, but she talks about the power of fully committing to the process. And again, you know, I talk about that all the time. So Sharon just talks about in, in several spots in the interview, the power of making that all in 100% commitment to the process and how that just carries you through the bad days. So the best place for you to start if you're new to Superfast CPA or if you've never watched one of our free one hour trainings, the two hour main study session that I mentioned, that is where we will walk you through. This is what this two hour main study session should look like. So you can use these strategies with any review course. It doesn't matter what review course you're using. And our big claim with this is when you learn how to study this way, you will get more done in two hours than somebody studying four to five hours the normal way. And when you see us explain it on the training and lay out why it works the way that it does, why to spend less time doing what most people spend most of their time doing and basically reverse the study process, it will all make sense. So to register for one of these free one hour trainings, go to our main site at superfastcpa.com. It's the main thing at the top of the homepage, or you can text the word pass now as one word to 44222 and we'll send you back a link to register for the training. We've gotten many emails over the years from people who it completely turned their study process around just seeing this one hour free training. So make sure to sign up, register, actually show up, attend the full hour. It's one hour that will honestly save you months and months of time. So with that being said, let's get into the interview with Sharon. All right. So, or how far out of school are you? Wow. So I graduated from undergrad May 2010. And then I got my master's in, oh my gosh, December 2016. So nice. <laughs> Just for a, a background, are you in public accounting? Yeah. So um, my story is very interesting. Right out of college, I didn't. So I actually went to a Big Ten school and they, of course, pushed public accounting to accounting majors. But I, I just didn't find audit attractive. I didn't really know what I would do in the public accounting profession. So I actually started out my career at a nonprofit just as a bookkeeper. And um, I did that for two and a half years. And I was actually in Champaign where I went to college. But then I got really bored, decided to move back to the city. And a friend presented an opportunity at a CPA firm um, for um, an audit position. And so that's actually how I entered public accounting. So that would have been February of 2013. And so at that point, that's when I started like considering, okay, maybe I should actually take this more serious and maybe I should get a, get an advanced degree so that I can meet the credit requirements in order to sit for the CPA exam. Okay. And so that's at that point you went back and did your master's. 
Yeah. So not right. Yes. Yes. And no. So I went back, but of course I was working full time. So it, it took me a little bit longer to finish my master's program just because of busy seasons and things like that. So I, I enrolled in my master's program in 20, yeah, in summer of 2013, but I didn't finish until fall of 2016. So it took me about three, three and a half years or so to finish. Um, and then after that, I remember after that next busy season of 2017, I remember deciding, okay, this is the summer that I'm going to start studying for the CPA exam. But I just, I just couldn't get focused enough, honestly, to, yeah. to, to do it. And so I kind of played around with study materials, but I just never actually committed to it. And that's one thing, because that is a big difference, you know, like in college, you show up for classes you're kind of like led down the path of learning whatever, you know, the course material is. Yeah. And then the CPA exams is, I would say any one of these four exams is more difficult than any college class, but you're all of a sudden completely on your own. You know, it's completely up to you to move through the material, come up with the process, you know? So that's my first question, I guess. What, what was the big differences for you, you know, going to normal college classes and then trying to start the, the study process? Honestly, for me, the, the biggest thing that kept lingering year after year after year. And so, so actually, okay. So a little bit of career changes happened. I left the accounting firm I was at and I moved to the firm that I'm currently at and they um, it's a larger firm in Chicago. And I would just constantly see like the, like every time we would have a new CPA, they sent out a company wide email to say, this is the newest CPA. And for some reason that, that started becoming my motivation. Like I want to be named on one of these emails. And so I think I, I did after my second busy season with them, I decided this year is going to be the year after, after this third busy season, I'm going to take the CPA exam this year. And that, that would have been December of 2019. I was making that decision. This is pre pandemic pre before, yeah. you know, you know, we would be at home. And so in my mind, I was honestly very afraid of um, the commitment, the time commitment that it would take and, you know, having to give up a social life and things like that. And boom, here we go. We're all stuck at home. Yeah. <laughs> So it just, it was honestly, it just felt like the perfect opportunity. And I guess what, what prompted me the most to, I guess, stay committed to studying, I would say was number one, I didn't want to have to continuously take these exams and pay for them over and over and over again. And I, mm -hmm. and then do I just didn't, I'm like, I want to get done with this. So by the time we're back outside, I wouldn't have missed the social life. Right. <laughs> So, so it just, it just kind of, I guess that's how I made it make sense, you know, sacrifice now while there's not much to do anyway, and look at, you know, it actually paid off because I passed all four of the exams on, you know, the first try. So I'm glad I did it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That is true. That's uh, yeah. The perfect year. 2020 is the perfect year to do it. I mean, hopefully like assuming 2021, we kind of go back to normal a little bit. Right. Okay. So once you actually started, just how did it go? What were like the first, what was like the first month once you actually started yeah. sitting down each day? Like, how did it go? Honestly, my first two weeks were kind of tough because I remember, um, so I, um, 
I remember I read through and listened to like all of your study techniques and tips. And I tried to, I'm like, I'm going all in and I'm doing everything exactly like this to the T. And I, that's kind of like my personality. I'm like, okay, I follow instructions. If I do everything and check all these boxes, it has to work. Right. But once I got into a good rhythm, what I would do is I, so I basically looked at it like this. I used to take between getting ready for work and commuting about two and a half hours to just get to work. And so I replaced that time with now studying for the CPA exam. And then it didn't feel like it was taking over my life, I guess. Um, yeah. So I would wake up and um, once I finally got into the rhythm, I followed exactly when with some tweaks, I followed kind of like your strategy of answering the questions and then reading through the questions and then watching the lectures from that point. And mm -hmm. I far first, and I'm so glad I took far first because I felt like it set me up for all three exams later. I, I spent, honestly, I, I, I thought it was a long time. I spent like 10 or 11 weeks studying for far, but I really grasped the material and understood concepts. Of course, I guess because I have been out of school for so long, there were some accounting terminology and, you know, I didn't know anything about leases because I don't really deal with leases. And so there were just certain topics that I had to really just actually learn, you know, in mm -hmm. order to, to just understand what the questions would ask sometimes. And so, um, so I, so I did that strategy and then, um, the review course that I was using, they had like this readiness score that would tell you that this is when you should test for the exam. And so I remember, I spent the last week of studying, doing your, um, like your strategy for the weekend prep. I did that for an entire week. And then yeah. I, like, two days leading up to the exam, I just, I'm like, I'm just going to go through study cards and just any, I think I was still struggling with some governmental accounting topics. And I'm like, I've heard people say it kind of shows up and then it kind of doesn't show up, but let me at least, you know, just learn enough of it that I can at least maybe guess, make a good guess on the exam. And so that's, that was my strategy. And um, honestly, I was, I was still very afraid going into that first exam, but it paid off and I, I passed. So, yeah. <laughs> nice. So uh, it sounds, so you had, you had found our site and had our course thing before you basically even started the study process. Yeah. So a friend of mine, he was studying for the CPA exam and he told me about super fast CPA. He's like this. He's, he basically was like, if you're going to take the exam, you can't do it without using super fast CPA. That's exact. And like he, he explained so much to me. He sent me like some links to like some, um, some of the podcast episodes. And I was, I was sold automatically. I'm like, this seems like it, I need this, especially like working <laughs> full time. And, you know, even though the pandemic happened, if I ever decided I just wanted a night off, I could still have a night off because I got my main yeah. studies in and, you know, and I guess like, how I use the audio notes because I wasn't commuting. I used it when I was making coffee or washing the dishes. And so it just, it really, really helped. And honestly, like for, like, for example, like those topics where I felt like I really didn't understand it when I would listen to the audio lectures, I'm like, ah, oh, now I get it. That makes so much sense. And so it, I don't, I honestly don't believe I would have passed or done as well on the exams if I wouldn't have used super fast CPA. Well, thank you for saying that. I'm glad it was helpful to go uh, deeper into your your study process. So, so you kind of followed the general format where you go through the questions first, you get an idea of 
what you're seeing questions about and then you go into the the video lecture but i guess like you said what would be really helpful for you to describe is something like leases that was brand new to you you know a topic you weren't really familiar with at all what was your process for like you said like deeply learning it yeah so i would pick specifically that topic like i remember like sometimes the review course would want you to cover so much in one day. And I'm like, no, I need to just understand leases today. So this is all I'm going to focus on for these two hours. And I would just do sets of 10 questions at a time, or even if it got really difficult sets of five questions at a time. And I would just go through, answer the questions, review the answers. And I remember like the, what is it called? Yeah. The, the solution. The solution. There we go. I'm like, yeah. why can I this word? The solution. <laughs> The answer. Um, sometimes I wouldn't even understand certain words that were within the solution. So then I would right. actually, okay, what does this word even mean? Because I can't even understand the solution if I don't know this this word. And so I would just honestly type in Google sometimes these different terminologies, and I'm like, okay, now that makes sense. Now let me go back and try and see if I can answer that question again. And by the time, like you said, like in your um, your software, it says like by the time you get to actually going into the lectures, you have an idea of what the person is talking about at that point. Yeah. Otherwise, when I first tried that, let's say with government accounting, I'm like, oh God, this is a foreign topic. This is completely different. Like I can't just watch the lectures without even knowing anything about government accounting to begin with. And so it yeah. just seems like strategy worked very, very well. And um, specifically going back to just even leases, for example, when it's something that like, I just really didn't understand. I felt like, you know, that like, instead of just trying to rush through it to say, okay, I have to stick to this two and a half hour window. Okay. If I don't get through it today, then I need to come back to this topic again. I can't just bypass it because I knew leases was a very important topic. So I'm like, I need to master leases to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, and that's, that is, that's exactly, you know, how it works for some topics you might be familiar with it, or it's just not that difficult. So going through the questions, maybe looking up a few definitions or a formula in the textbook is kind of all you need because you'll keep doing that re-review also, like listening to the notes, reading the yeah. notes, doing quizzes throughout the day. And that kind of, it just kind of gets covered that way. But then there's more difficult topics for the person personally, for whatever reason. And yeah, on those, you have to go deeper, still go through the questions first, then go back to the lecture and the lecture will make a lot more sense because, and that is a good point. Like, especially a government accounting, I think everyone, unless they do audits in government, government accounting is very different. And, and you could watch the lecture like three times and still not, you have to see how it's actually going to work in problems because yeah. you're not really going to deeply understand government accounting just from watching videos anyways. Yeah. And I forgot to mention, I also used note cards in those instances for the very tough topics. I'm like, okay, now that I understand it, let me try and write it out on a note card that is in my own language that I'm going to yeah. make. Yeah. And would you do those on physical paper cards or? Uh... Oh yeah. I had actual note cards that I hand wrote and I carried everywhere and would just pull them out and just go through them really quick whenever I had like the moment. Yeah. I do think there's something to that. I did all digital. So I was typing them out and that's what we have in our videos. But many people on these interviews have mentioned that 
for them, there's something about handwriting, especially when you're trying to get it in your own words. So that is a, I don't know, that's just the trade-off between having the flashcards digitally later, or it's really not that big of a deal, especially if you're just working on certain uh, decks that you've made, you know, carry around, I don't know, 50 cards or something. Yeah. How many do you, how many do you think you made going through far? Just out um, of curiosity. I went through my goodness. I probably honestly had maybe about a hundred note cards and I, yeah. I them by topics. Like I was very color coordinated, organized. I had like a colored note card on the top of all the white note cards to say, okay, this is this topic. And I paper clipped them. It was, it was a little insane actually, <laughs> but, but it worked. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's whatever works is, uh, as far as just your daily routine. So you did your main studying in the morning. Is that, yes. yes. And you hit like two, two and a half hours. Is that what you did? Between two, some days, three, just depending on how yeah. early I was up. Um, I think towards the end of far, just cause I was so anxious about it. I went up to four hours. So I would basically do two, two hour blocks in the morning. And then in the evenings, like, but this was only at the end, maybe like the last week or so in the evenings, I was doing maybe like an hour of review, but it was like just going through note cards or listening to the audio notes and things like that. Yeah. And saying, you just made me think of something. I kind of did the same thing. And, uh, you know, if you've been, if you've been putting in the work along the way, you just have a very good idea of that you might need that. And you know how to use that time. Whereas I think what happens to a lot of people is their studying isn't very effective or, you know, even if they're putting a lot of time in, they just might feel lost when they're two weeks away from their exam. So they might try to, you know, cram like the negative version of cramming, just like a Hail Mary attempt, like, I'm just going to sit here for seven hours a day. And anyways, but yeah, that's a, that is a good point. You can kind of ramp it up and it's very effective when you know what you're doing in the first place, you know, and just kind of get to where you feel comfortable by test day. Yeah. To adjust and, your study time. Yeah. Because for me, it was really, and at, the same thing happened when I got to reg. So so I took FAR, Audit, Reg, and then BC. I was an auditor, so audit wasn't that difficult, but I've never filed a tax return. So Reg was like horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the same, so I had a similar strategy from that with FAR that I did with Reg, but audit was kind of just that two hours in the morning and I was pretty much set. And I think audit, yeah, I spent, no, BC was the least amount of time, but audit was the second. I only spent like six weeks studying for audit. Yeah. And uh, I, like you said in the beginning, FAR really does just kind of, it touches all the other topics. And so it does help a lot, first of all, because it's the hardest and the most content. So passing it first is just a big, you're almost half done mentally if you pass FAR. And then it does affect, gives you kind of a framework for the other ones. So, so you're two hours in, a mo- in the morning and you kind of mentioned this, but the rest of your day, so you did try to use like our the app using the audios and stuff throughout the rest of your day? Yeah. So basically I like, of course I'm working remote. So I would try and use it. Like, let's say I live in a high rise on the 16th floor. So while I was waiting for the elevator, I would do a five set, a question of five multiple choice questions or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm really 
days I will take a walk and that's when I would listen to the audio notes or doing house chores. That's when I would listen to the audio notes, um, things like that. But I really tried to use all parts of the program as much as possible. Yeah. Well, and that's ideally, you know, that's what I tell people constantly. I'm like, just, just trust me, you know, do the morning study session and then just use the app as much as you can. Just if you're a psycho about it for a few months, you'll get done <laughs> instead of this turning into like a year or more. Yes. And what, like, just out of curiosity. So, so you studied in the mornings and then you weren't trying to, you obviously work during the day. And then because you studied in the mornings, would you just kind of take it easy in the evenings so you didn't go crazy or how it's, did you strike a balance? Yeah. So in the evenings, I just kind of went about what I would normally do, whether it's like, you know, watching a Netflix show. Oh, it depends. So like, I guess like going from section to section, I would do some, I guess, admin stuff like um, I would schedule out my study schedule or schedule out, okay, how, how am I going to get from, you know, this topic to this topic by test day? And so I would do things like that in the evenings, but I wasn't actually studying or anything, or yeah. I would, you know, just honestly, like nothing CPA related at all, try and like just reset my brain. And because we, we just had a really long, I guess, extended you know, busy season too. And so, and that was like, while I was studying. So I was like, I can't, I don't want to just burn out all across. So, um, so I would right. do that, you know, from the beginning leading up to maybe like a week or depending on like with far and reg about a week and a half or two weeks before each exam, I just knew there were specific topics that I honestly needed to just really focus on that and then maybe just review overall. And so that's when I would incorporate the evening sessions to like dig into those more difficult topics that I just couldn't understand. But I didn't do that for the entire, like the entire duration of my study time, only like, you know, right leading up to the exam day. Okay. What about the weekends? Did you study longer or do you still just do the, what, so what the did the weekends look like? Yeah. So I always took Sundays as a complete day off the only days. So I studied Saturday, but Saturday was, um, I would do between six to eight hours and okay. I would still try and get up as early as possible to not have to just feel like I didn't have a Saturday, I guess. Yeah. And so, um, I would maybe get up at like eight and then, you know, no, actually I got up at like seven, get up at like seven and study do. And I would do the two hour blocks within that six to eight hours of studying. Yeah. So I basically followed the same as the weekdays only added more time to my studying. Okay. And then the, you, you did about a week of final review, you said, and were you just kind of doing the same? Well, not the same. Cause you're through the material at that point. Let's say your two hour blocks during your final review how were those structured or what yeah. were you doing? So I remember um, with FAR being my first one, I remember like attempting and I did like the practice exam, like they suggest that you should do. And honestly, for me, that was the last practice exam I took throughout the entire process because yep. I felt like the waste of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, so, so that was my so that's what I did initially. But then once I realized that didn't work, I just really would go through and just focus on like the, the, my, um, my study material, they had a way that you could 
allow it to only show questions that you have either answered wrong or that are trouble topics. And so I would set up my 25 multiple choice questions at a time for those trouble questions or difficult topics. And those would be the ones that I would focus on during like those last days. And then after I would go through maybe like a round of that, then I would do an overall review just to make sure I'm still covering all the other topics and I'm not losing. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And continuously followed that process. The way that I use the Sims, I focused on just understanding how the Sim was set up. Like I didn't really focus on necessarily answering everything correctly. I looked at like, how are they setting this simulation up? What are they, what are they asking? What is the topic? And, you know, like even like reading specifically into the questions. Like I remember once it said like, don't add any decimal places and I added decimal places. So I, I focused on like making sure I'm reading and answering exactly what they're asking for um, with the simulation so that I could get used to like um, just how, how the questions were worded. So, so yeah, um, I didn't really, you know, I, and then I would read, I didn't, so because I didn't focus so much on answering them correctly, like I would just look at the entire thing. If I understood it, I'm like, okay, let me just now click and see through to the answer. And then I would just read through and make sure I was understanding how that simulation was set up. Yep. That's exactly. Yeah. You, you need to go through enough to kind of get the structure, but yes, almost every person on these interviews has, has mentioned, and that's kind of what I recommend is you need to understand the structure, see how the different ones actually appear and how you would, how you actually fill them out. Cause even that's confusing. But yeah. then as far as just grinding to get every single right answer in all these practice sims is a pretty big waste of time. You're better off to spend time like getting a deeper understanding of knowing what to put in those boxes, you know, right. which it goes back to the content itself. And then again, instead of sitting there, you know, you could waste two hours trying to like fill it out correctly and not know where you're at as soon as you get stuck, you submit it to see so that you're not just wasting a bunch of time spinning your wheels. Yes. Okay. Well, we've gone through pretty much everything. And that's, that was one of my last things I was going to ask is how you approach the sim. So we covered that. So yeah, the last thing I always ask is what are your top two or three tips you'd give to people that are still working on this? I think my top tip would have to be like, just just remain, commit to it and just commit. Like, I know that's, that's probably cliche and people hear it all the time, but just, just commit. Like it's a moment in your life. Once you get licensed, you're licensed forever. So just commit to the process. You'll never have to take these exams again. Just do it and get it. I know it sounds easier said than done, but just do it and get it done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and to translate that, and I mean, that's, you know, in our pro videos, that's the first video making the all in commitment. And like you said, and I I was aware of this, you know, making that the first video, a lot of people, if they're just starting, they might just think, okay, yeah, commit, like, take it serious. Duh, I get it. But you realize what that means, you know, a few weeks in when you realize just how much of a grind or how difficult it is, how much material there is. So in practical terms, like making the commitment I think just means just embracing the fact you're going to have to do this every day and, and like every day has to matter. Yeah. And some days you're not going to want to do it, but I think that's when you have to really remember why you're doing it in the first place. Because I mean, honestly, 
I don't think anyone can say that they enjoyed every single day of studying. Like there were some days when I woke up oh, and yeah. I was, I just wanted, you know, just to sleep and become lazy <laughs> or even I right. on a weekend. let's say it's a Friday night. And my friends were like, Oh, we're going to go out. Like when, when the summer was here, they were doing like outdoor activities. And I'm like, no, because I know that's going to affect me tomorrow. So I can't go. And it's just realizing that you're going to see your friends again. Like that's not the end of the world just to miss a couple of social settings. And I think that that's the biggest thing, just recognizing that this is just a temporary sacrifice. It's not the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then and again, think, oh, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was going to say like another thing I think like would be a good tip is like, just to as much as possible, stay out of your own head. Because like, there were days where I'm like, oh my God, I'm stupid. I don't know anything about accounting. <laughs> like, how have I been working in this field for this long? And I don't, you know, like there are days when I legit didn't know how I've been surviving in public accounting, because these are topics that I had never even heard, terminology I'd never heard. And just know that, um, <laughs> a lot of us have felt that way through this process. And you like, you're, you're here for a reason. Like you're on this journey for a reason. It's meant for you to become a CPA. Um, like, yeah, just stay out of your head about like saying that you can't do it. Yes. And that, that is an idea. And, and I had that same experience a lot, but that's an idea that I've tried to put into words a couple of times where, yeah, in certain lessons or, or even doing a, a set of 30 or something, you might just, you start seeing words and it's like you said, you get in your own head and you're just like, what, what is this even, I don't fully understand this stuff, yeah. but, but then as long as you put in the work, you will basically it happened to me when I was away from my study material. And I would think, I don't really like deeply, I could not get up and give lectures on this, these topics. <laughs> but then again, I'd sit in front of my uh, review course, generate 30 questions. And as the questions come, I can just answer them. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember, okay, on test day, you're not trying to be a professor. On test day, you just need to be able to answer the questions you're going to see. And yes. so, yeah, that's <laughs> a good tip. All right. Well, uh, that was really good. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, and no yeah, uh, also, you were... I appreciate you posting in the forum along the way. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because that, you know, that that helps a lot. And I've been I was looking forward to this interview because I kind of knew who you were, you know. <laughs> so. I was hoping that it would encourage someone else too along the way, because I'm like, I want to make sure I'm documenting this entire journey, you know? Yeah. But and, and you got you got done on uh, the first try, right? You, like you said that. Yeah. So I started officially studying like right after Mother's Day in May. And I took my last exam December 21st, got the results January 12th. So awesome. first all four, I'm done and done. I'm just waiting on my license to get approved at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's who cares, you know, as long as you're done. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad we could help a little bit with your process. And uh, a lot. thanks again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So. And I've been recommending super fast CPA to everyone. I know like there's a ton of people I know studying right now. And I'm like, you can't do it without super fast. CPA. <laughs> like, don't even try. Don't attempt. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So that was the interview with Sharon. That's another just very helpful, uh, very informative interview.
So again, I would just ask two things. First of all, if you know somebody else who's working on their CPA study process, tell them about the podcast, share your favorite episode. These interviews are the best free resource anywhere available for somebody that's trying to figure out and perfect their own study process. These are so helpful, in fact, that we've started telling our new customers, okay, listen, the, the pro videos, you've got to watch those first so you understand the study process inside and out. And then from there, you obviously start implementing the daily study strategies. But also, as you're getting started, you should honestly be listening to the podcast interviews because those will fill in so many blanks as you're trying to figure out your own study process. They are as helpful as the actual paid course, the uh, the pro course. So those two things together are incredibly helpful and you can't really go wrong because you will solidify an effective study process in a week or two, again, instead of it taking months and months of time of your own trial and error. So share the podcast with someone else who's working on their exams. And then if you have a second, it would be great if you could find the podcast in the podcast app, leave a rating and review. That always helps us as well. So thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.